Welcome to the latest edition of the Views from the Wings podcast. I'm uh, Nishan Ryan here with Aaron Palacios. And uh, the Eagles, they played on Monday night, and it was an absolute uh, shit show. They did not do anything right. They only ran the ball three times, and Jalen Hurts just looked like... He looked terrible, and it just... You know, it sucked. It was right in front of... Uh, it was a primetime game. It was a divisional game, and... The Eagles, they just got their ass kicked, and it kind of, I think for a lot of people in the fan base, it kind of showed us, is Jalen Hurts the guy in the future, and is Nick Sirianni going to be the coach in 2022, and they have a really tough, another tough game against the Chiefs on Sunday, it's in Philly, but the Chiefs are coming off uh, back-to-back losses, and I just think they're going to come out with full vengeance, and the Eagles are going to lose uh, their third straight game, and they're going to be 1-3 and three heading into Thursday night against the Buccaneers. Well, there's no reason not to think that with uh, how they played against the Cowboys. It was horrible on both sides of the ball, really. Um, you know, Nelson, Steven Nelson, who hasn't been super great this year, gave up the big catch to CD right off the bat. Yeah. Just kind of set the tone for the whole game and kind of what to expect. Um, and then Cowboys obviously score there. And then um, I believe it was the next drive. That's when Jalen had that had that awful miss to to Rager um, under through him, you know, just horribly, horribly. <laughs> and it's just another recurring issue for Jalen is, is these underthrows. Um, he had a bad game, man. He was just, um, you know, didn't really do anything. Didn't do anything well. Uh, you know, a couple of interceptions. He, uh, you know, didn't he, he? He had a couple scrambles, but even on the ground, he didn't. He didn't even look that great, you know. Um, and that's something that you expect every single week is him to be able to at least give you that that floor of of rushing ability. And it seemed like he had a lot of trouble getting away from Jalen Smith um, and those athletic linebackers that the Cowboys have, um, because he, there there wasn't anything like super special the Cowboys were doing against him. I don't think it was just he was just getting beat, man, and it was a lot of simple stuff. Um, it's just frustrating, you know, to to watch them get the get the the shit beat out of them by by the Cowboys like that because you know it's adds a little extra insult to injury because it was the Cowboys and you know it was just an embarrassing game all game long and for a team that came out and looked as good as they did against the against the Falcons for them to kind of turn around and, and look like this I mean that's just it's it's inexcusable man there's there's no reason there's no reason why we should look as good as we did week one and turn around and look this bad the last two weeks. Um, Play calling was just as bad as Hurts. You know, I mean, two two called runs, um, I believe, is what it was. Sanders had two runs, and Kenneth Gainwell had, had a run. So, um, yeah, I guess three called runs. But I mean, other than that, I mean, they, they just zero commitment to anything. And the Cowboys, I think the story of the game was just the Cowboys dominating the line of scrimmage, and that was obvious. You know, straight from straight from the start, and they just they just kind of controlled the game from there. Um, so, I mean, it was. It was just a bad game, and you know there was a couple bright spots. Javon Hargrave, I thought, looked phenomenal. He obviously had the uh, sack, force fumble in the end zone that got the <clears throat> that got us to get our only points for most of the game. <laughs> um, so it's just first quarter kind of just told the story, man. I mean, 182 yards from the Cowboys, 55 from the Eagles. Uh, they just uh, um, Dallas possessed possessed the ball 11 of the first 15 minutes of the game. I mean, you just can't really win, you know, whenever you whenever you're not on the field at offense. So it's a tough, tough way to start the start the game. 
Yeah, I think on the after the Eagles gave up that opening drive touchdown, I think uh, on their first possession of the game, you know, Jalen Hurts he hit uh, Goddard for like a big like maybe thirty plus yard gain, and then they go to the he throw Jalen Hurts throws that underthrown ball to uh, to Jalen Rager, and it's intercepted, and it's just like. Jalen Rager was wide open. Like he wasn't wide open. It's just that if you put the ball, if you put a little bit more touch under the ball, a little bit more air under the ball, that's a touchdown. And you know we're feeling good about ourselves. And then it just the interception really didn't hurt us because, as you said, we were able to get that sack fumble touchdown on that. So kind of, mm. but then it's just that the defense they didn't do anything. No, no adjustment at all. The Cowboys were just going. Up and out of the field, yeah, the Eagles got that one stop on fourth down, but they really didn't do much. At any, and they were only down by 13 at the half, so the game really wasn't – it felt like it was over, but it wasn't really mm-hmm. over. And then Jalen Hurts throws a, throws a pick six, and that pretty much put the, put the nail in the coffin. And I just don't – I just don't see him as a franchise quarterback, man. And like, so many mistakes, so many underthrows, so many underthrows in the past two games. He's making the wide receivers, the small wide receivers like Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager, go fight for the ball. And that's not what they do. They're able to take the top off the defense. And it's just, it's just frustrating. I know it's only his seventh game starting, but damn, man, you get. The Eagles, the front office, are this is this is your year to show that you're the franchise quarterback in 2022 and beyond, and he has not shown that. And it's just, uh, I don't know if you saw one of the plays. I think it was that it was a play to Zachers when they got their uh, their uh, second touchdown, and it he was wide open. Like it was, it was like maybe like two yards between them, and he still underthrew him. He kind of threw where Zach had to go, like grab to go to the ground and grab it. Like if you hit him on, uh, on the numbers, it's probably a bigger gain. And on before the pick six, Zach Ertz is wide open and he throw uh, he overthrows him a little bit. Yeah, Zach could pro- probably could have caught it, but if he catches that, like the guys on the the commentators, they said that if if that's ball, if that ball is thrown from the numbers, that's probably another big chunk play. And we missed out on missed out on that. We probably if they if we end up getting that, that game is probably twenty fourteen, and it's probably going to be a barn burner throughout the rest of the second half. And that just did not happen. And I don't know, man. It's just really frustrating to see what we the how dominant we looked again week one against the Falcon, albeit it being the Falcons who are not a good team at all. Yeah, and. Going back to Hurts and, and that, that ball placement, that's something that struggled with last year, and something he struggled with his, I think, most of his career. And just, um, it just doesn't seem like he goes through his progressions very well. Um, <clears throat> the first play after um, the Sanders long run, that you know, that twenty-four yarder, one of his only two runs, um, he bailed early from the pocket, and he had receivers there, man. Like, if you go back and look at that specific play there was guys getting open downfield. I mean, he had some intermediate middle of the field stuff open. And as soon, I mean, he didn't give, he didn't, there was no way he had time to even go through a single progression. It's just as soon as he got the, it got the end of his drop, he was on. I mean, he was out of there. Um, 
you know, and right after that, right after that play, he throws it, um, he throws it behind that uh, Goddard on a slant, I think it was, or some sort of uh, drag route, where he throws it behind him, where, you know, just throw it in front of him, give Goddard a chance to actually make a play on the ball. Instead, it's the ball's behind him. Goddard's got no chance. The defender's able to, you know, come around the outside and, and defend the ball. Um, just, just little stuff, man. Just, just stuff that, that, you know, is it surprising to see from a quarterback in his, you know, like whatever eighth, seventh start or whatever. And this is like the type of stuff that we were worried about before the season. Like, this is why we kind of wanted Carson Wentz to come back because we know that you're going to have a certain floor with Carson Wentz. And yeah, he's, he makes mistakes. And yeah, he's got a lot of the same bullshit, but what you're seeing from Jalen Hurts, I thought, I thought you're looking, I thought you saw a guy that was gun shy and he just isn't good enough. Like he just, he didn't want to make that throw. He didn't want to rip the ball. He didn't, he, he didn't want to stay in the pocket. He just, something about that game and just everything about him was just, was just not quite, not quite anything of what I would have expected. And uh, it just, it just doesn't go through his progressions. Um, and uh, once, once Hurts started falling apart, um, uh, you know, he throws that pick six. It, it was, it was just, it was over from there. So um, he's obviously an experienced man. Like um, another thing I saw was, um, I think the broadcast also pointed out was um, we, we got two illegal downfield penalties called on us. And the second one was um, Landon Dickerson. Um, and on that play hurts, uh, you know, hurts starts to hand it off on, you know, and he pulls it and then he starts, he starts running towards the outside, kind of extending the play a little bit. And you can see Dallas Goddard is wide open. You know, he's in the flat wide open for, for a first easy first down. And then you see um, Quez Watkins that he ends up kind of throwing it over the top to Quez Watkins down the sideline. It was a great ball and everything, but because he did that, that caused that caused the illegal downfield penalty. And instead of just sticking to the offense and, and running the play, if he just runs the play, takes the check down to Goddard, that's a first down. We're moving down the field. Instead, it's a penalty, and we're backing up. And you know, penalties were obviously the the, the major major issue of the game, and thirteen of them it was it's just insane to me. And 35 through three games is a um, leads the NFL. I believe it's an NFL record. They're definitely on pace to set the NFL record for most penalties. Um, so whenever I see stuff like that, you know, and I see Miles Sanders only having six carries in the last six quarters of football, man, six carries in six quarters. I mean, that is unreal. This team is not well coached. And, and yeah, Jalen Hurts has, has played bad, but, but to me, the, the coaching is the root of it. And, God, it's just horrible, horrible play calling, horrible schemes. There's just not a ton of creativity. I mean, he's trying to be, I guess, a little creative, but he's just not doing much to help Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts is doing nothing to help him. Um, 39 called pass plays, um, three called run plays in the game. It's it's it's, it's unreal. You, you really you can't win football. You can't win football games like that. Yeah, and it's just um... – Dallas probably their run defense was really bad. There's Dallas even on his his one of his runs he he was able to get it like a, almost a thirty yard gain. So that kind of showed you if you stuck stuck to the run, then you probably would probably we might not have ended up winning the game, but it would probably have been a lot closer than the score indicates. And mm-hmm. you know they have the Chiefs coming up who are a really bad run defense, pretty bad defense in general, but you still got the honey badger in the back at, at safety and you know the eagles will have to they have to put up points to at least stay with the kansas city chiefs there's no way because you know it, you, we know how andy Reid is he knows he's probably one of the best best 
best coaches in NFL history. And, you know, it will be a big game for him coming back. I think it was his second time coming back at this time, his first time as a Super Bowl champion and also the Eagles as a Super Bowl champion. So he's a, he's he's going to make J, uh, Jonathan Gannon work. And, you know, Jonathan Gannon, he really hasn't been – he hasn't been doing a good job when it comes to defensive adjustments. He didn't make any adjustments in the game. He was always playing zone. He never played press. He never played press coverage. He always was always giving the receivers like a like a cushion, and it was probably maybe like a eight yard gain. And you know, um, I'm gonna ask you an honest question. Do you think this this coaching staff is gonna be around next year? Because I know the Eagles. They've said it's the Eagles have said in the the beat writers have said that this is kind of a a punted year, like where they might not be good, but at least they're going to be getting picks for the in the in twenty twenty two, and the salary cap will open up. So, yeah, do you really do you honestly believe Nick Sirianni and this coaching staff will be here in twenty twenty two, or will they still be here? Yeah, I think they are just because um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Jeffrey Lurie has ever canned a guy after one year. I don't. I'm, I know Howie Roseman hasn't. Um, so I just think that uh, I think you could see changes for sure. Like um, you could see different offensive coordinator. Um, you know, possibly different defense coordinator. I don't know. It just kind of depends on what Gannon does this year. Um, I thought. Yeah, Gannon. This was easily his worst game. I mean. Coming into the game, I mean, we've given up 11.5 points a game. It's hard to be mad at that. Um, I know they haven't got really a ton of sacks or turnovers, but um, honestly, like, I want to give the defense, you know, I want to hate on them a little bit because, you know, they gave up 41 points. But at the same time, it, the offense just they, – they couldn't string anything together. And I will say, you know, they, they, they give up a touchdown right off the bat. You know, that, that's a bad look. But it is the Cowboys. Um, and then – you know, you have the Jalen Hurts interception, which obviously led to the, the defense scoring a touchdown, which kind of, you know, made it the only the only thing that really kept it a close game in the first half was the fact the defense scored a touchdown. Without that play. That fourth down stop. Right, exactly. And the fourth down stop. Um, and, and that fourth down stop, um, I want to say that was the um, play where they showed blitz and then they took the defenders away at the last second. Um, I'm pretty positive that was it. And, cause, and that was something – because I, I know I made a comment about that play on Twitter what happened because that's something that I never saw Jim Schwartz do um, and on third down, and especially on third and long, is, is disguise coverages and disguise blitzes and really make the quarterback think. Instead, it was always those sticks defense. You know, It was always playing that certain concept. But what I did like to see from Jonathan Gannon was that, um, where he showed blitz. It looked like he was about to send the house at Dak, and Dak was like checked into uh, his his one his man you know his man beaters. Dak checked into his one on one beaters, and um, as soon as he did that, you know, snaps the ball. Defense drops back in coverage. Dak is like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting zone, and you know, then he he uh, I, I don't know if he got sacked on that play. I want to say he didn't end up getting. Yeah, I think that was the that might have been the Josh Swift sack. Anyway. It resulted in the, the um, it resulted in a, them not getting the first down. So either way, I did like to see that. I did like seeing that from Gannon, but um, yeah, he didn't make enough adjustments. Like you said, he didn't he didn't vary the coverages enough. He didn't. I don't think he blitzed enough either. Um, I just it just seemed a little. I mean, just overall, the entire defense was just soft, man. It was just a soft, soft performance by the defense. Running game getting just 
just getting manhandled. Um, and that was something early on in the Atlanta game I saw was, you know, the first couple of drives, they were running all over us. Um, it didn't seem like San Fran had nearly as, as good a, you know, nearly as easy for them to run on us. But yeah, the, the Cowboys just, just all over us. I mean, just look, just looking at the stats, what, what Zeke and Pollard, I mean, both of them, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't one of the, it was both of them just all over us, man. And like I said, that was, that was them dominating the line of scrimmage and, as a team, the Cowboys had 160 yards of um, 160 yards on the ground. Yeah. Now they only they only averaged 3.9 on the ground, but a lot of that was skewed by um, they had nine Dak, Dak Prescott runs and three Corey Clement runs that gained six yards. So outside of that, Zeke and Pollard carried the ball 28 times um, for 155 yards. So I mean, two touchdowns. So <clears throat> obviously, just you can't. That's unacceptable. I mean, you just can't do that as a defense. So a long-winded way of answering your question. I do think the Cowboys, I mean, I do think the coaching staff will stay the same as far as head coach, but the coordinators could definitely change, man. Like um, you could, you could see how he tried to make more, more input on there. But the thing is, I don't know if how he survives. Um, so that's going to, that's, he, that's, he, he, he's going to survive. He's, <laughs> he's basically Jeffrey Lurie's other son. So, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but you know, and I think, I just think there's there's so little that that you can make a case for how he was in the job if if Hurts is a bad quarterback this year and they have to go how how can you let how can you let Howie Roseman go after another quarterback like how can you let him lead so many different quarterback searches I just I don't know I hope I hope if Hurts you know struggles and you know he's not the guy that Howie Roseman is out of here but you're right he seems like seems like he is uh, impossible to fire so. I doubt he goes anywhere. I want to go back to this the whole this whole quarterback uh, decision. Um, you know, I think it's very well known that this is Jalen Hurts' year to prove it. And so far, out of three games, he he's only shown it once. That's that begs the question: Do you think the Eagles would be smart enough to let him be like the backup or trade him or? Should they go and draft another quarterback? I know a lot of people have been saying this quarterback draft isn't good. Yeah, uh, my guy Spencer Rattler, he's been playing like crap. Um, but um, I think I was talking to somebody about this, but if Aaron Rodgers is available, you got to go after him. Mm-hmm. Like, three, you have that ammunition to do that. I mean, you could also get Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams. Because you have the castmates to do that, so right, like, yeah, because Adams is a free agent after this season, right? Yeah, yeah. So he'll follow. He'll follow Rogers, I think. Honestly, like I, I really believe wherever Rogers goes, um, I believe Adams is going to go there. So, um, yeah, getting getting Rogers. We talked about that um, on our last podcast. It was you know kind of like, what are you willing to trade? Are you willing to trade a bunch of assets for a two year window? Um, and it just depends on what the what the team looks like. And I would I would keep Jalen Hurts as a backup because I think I think you can do a lot worse for your backup than Jalen Hurts. Um, and unless unless someone's willing to give you like a first round pick for him, which I don't see happening, I don't think it would be worth it to turn around and trade him back for like a second or third round pick or whatever you might get for him. Um, so yeah, I think if Hurts isn't the answer, then I think you still keep them and then you explore your options. You see, you see about a, an Aaron Rodgers, you see about even a Deshaun Watson, you know, whatever happens with his situation. I mean, cause they're going to see about all these situations. If, if Hurts isn't the guy. Um, 
and you know, I see like people saying, well, you know, you compare Hertz's Hertz's stats to the first 10 games of the season, you know, our first, his first 10 starts to like Russell Wilson's first 10 starts or, you know, Peyton Manning's first 10 starts or all these other quarterbacks to first 10 starts. And you can do that. That's fine. But the thing is like, you can do that for so many quarterbacks, man. And I got so sucked into that back in the Nick Foles era, because if you looked at Nick Foles, first 40 games, I mean, he was better than Ben Roethlisberger. He was better than, you know, Tom Brady. He was better than, than Peyton Manning. So, so I just, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand why you always got to bring that up. You know, whenever it comes to Jalen Hurts. Um, but um, yeah, so for me, I think that uh, you can you can roll with Jalen Hurts if he's the guy, but if not, you gotta you gotta explore your options. And it's not the best quarterback class, but that can change. You know, it's a long season, so um, we will see. Jalen Hurts has got a season to prove it, so he's 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 not doing great right now. But uh, we got the Chiefs in town, and hopefully they can score more than uh, they've scored on offense the last couple of games. Because I will say real quick, the only two touchdowns they've scored in the last two games, straight up off of. Uh, Straight up off of garbage time, just just complete garbage time. So, for me, um, I want to see the offense get together, man. And, and, and it's the Chiefs, you know, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you can't really you can't really leave your offense at home for this one. All right. Well, we'll get back to you guys next week. Uh, follow me at Big Niche Twenty and Aaron at Aaron Palacios Five, and hopefully the Eagles can put up a good effort. But I doubt it. All right. Fly Eagles, fly.